0: This is the Blaze Radio on demand. The founder of this company ten years ago was trying to sell his house and went through real estate agent after real estate agent, and they were all talking a great game. And this guy who was selling his house, the founder of this uh, this company, he's you know he's kind of an important guy and kind of, you know should get the best treatment. And he said to his wife, "If this is what it's like for us." There's got to be a better way. There is. Realestateagentsitrust.com
1: I am Jay Severin. You are the best and brightest. We are the Blaze Radio Network. And there is no denying, I say no denying, that the most important question as we sit here together right now is this one. Is the biggest miracle in team sport the spectacular Seizure of the Premier Cup by Leicester City. Yes or no? Very tossed. Welcome back. I am Jay Severin, making this the Jaily News, an American tragic comedy presented every day in two acts. Act one. Super duper, really super duper pooper scooper Tuesday Eve. No, wait. It ain't Eve. It's today. I forgot. It's more like Adam. It really is like the Atom as far as at least one candidate is concerned, my candidate. By the way, I opened with Leicester City because though I have never before mentioned, I don't think I've ever before mentioned soccer, its proper name, uh, that so many misguided elsewhere on the planet referred to as as football. Uh, And I can't sit through five minutes I have learned to sit through five to eight minutes of highlights sometimes on the weekend. If I if I have a moment, I'll watch some highlights because you cannot listen consistently to the BBC late at night as I do and not develop some forced knowledge. It's like being a hostage. You, you cannot fail to develop some forced knowledge of the various uh, footy teams, especially those that play in the Premier League. And I have followed, as I say, like a hostage, I have followed the march of Leicester City, a 5,000-to-1 underdog. That's a real number, 5,000-to-1 underdog at the beginning of the season uh, that now won the most prestigious championship in, I I believe, in soccer, which is the Premier Cup, the uh, English professional soccer now, they, they, they won by not having to play, unfortunately. I would have loved to have seen. That I could have watched five to eight minutes of if there were highlights of their championship match. But as it turns out, it's all over, and we can all be proud that we talked about it. Okay. Really, the most important question of the day is, do you remember, do, do you know uh, Do you know Special Ed? Well, okay. But that's not what we're talking about. I just wondered, do you know California, Ed? California, Ed and I had <clears throat> had intemperate words yesterday. I, I I this is my characterization of it, of course. Ed may have a different characterization. I I I wish not to argue, because there's no There's never any settling that. And besides, it, it takes time away from the rest of your life. The only thing you can do and must do as a gentleman or a lady when you have a dispute is decide not who was right or wrong, but whether or not it's worth it to you, whether the person with whom you quarreled enjoys a friendship with you, you with him or her, that... It is the right and proper thing to do to merely say, let us shake or kiss or kiss and shake a lot, depending on the circumstance, and and, and forgive. So I want you to know that without any buttocks play involved, which at least one of the combatants Mentioned yesterday, there was no, no one's buttocks were involved in the process of California Ed and I shaking and forgiving. And so so far as I understand it, all is well. And I hope Ed feels the same way. And I wanted, uh, I wanted us to know that. Now, just in case you've had it, had it up to here, I mean, with Indiana and what they're likely to do. And if you're not for Donald Trump doing the mental calisthenics required to try and figure out some way that you can some way that you can rationalize how it is that Ted Cruz my guy, makes it through the night. I could suggest this. We do have one of these moments. I saw it on the TV. It's sort of a presidential campaign alternative. Case you didn't want to talk about presidential politics today. Unfortunately, or fortunately for most of us, we are going to do that. And we're going to start in about 10 seconds. But just in case you didn't want to, you can call me here at the Blaze Radio Network, here at our office, yours and mine, 1-888-900-3393, one 900 3393 and say, Jay, you want to talk about that other thing? And the other thing is a story I saw half an hour ago on TV with a close-up of a of signage outside a bathroom. I think it was in an airport or a shopping mall. And the sign said, this is a gender-neutral bathroom. Again, quote, this is a gender-neutral bathroom, end quote. You see, this, to me, equals one of those absolutely binary By, get it? By-nary. See what I did there? By. This is one of those by-nary issues uh, in which all people of various categories can, in this case, be placed immediately into one of just two categories. The first category is our fellow citizens who say, well... I must say, it's about time. I have so many times urinated on my own crinoline jumper when I was trying to find an appropriate urinal. I, it, so there are many people will say, it's a, it's just about time, isn't it? And then there is, uh, those people are voting, at least initially, for Bernie Sanders. Then there is the second group. We call them Americans. And 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 they say what? What does that sign say? Does that sign say this is a gender neutral anything? Gender neutral bathroom, gender neutral world, gender neutral high school, gender neutral system, gender neutral universe? What in the ding-dong heck is going on here? What happened to the planet on which I was born? I want to go back. Can you book me a flight back to Earth as quickly as possible? Now, as to their political uh, leanings, I don't know which political party is associated with renaming your wedding tackle. But... I'll work on it. Meanwhile, brutal politics. Politics do brutal. Next.
0: This is Jay Severin. Severin. On the Blaze Radio Network. The founder of this company... 10 years ago, was trying to sell his house and went through real estate agent after real estate agent, and they were all talking a great game. And this guy who is selling his house, the founder of this, uh, this company, he's, you know, he's kind of an important guy and kind of, you know, should get the best treatment. And he said to his wife, if this is what it's like for us, how do people who have no clout ever get around this? So he started a company and it went into business, I think, three years ago. Their deal is, their word is their bond. And they are just like you. Now, how can I say that? Because I'm the founder of the company. We have a 1,000 agents across the country, and they are people that listen to this show. And so when you go through Real Estate Agents I Trust, it's sent to somebody who already, you already know their sensibilities. They already are cut from exactly the same cloth. There's got to be a better way. There is. Realestateagentsitrust.com. This is Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: I am your partner on the Blaze Radio Network. I'm Jay Severin. I hope to hear from you complaints, criticisms, observations, other bon mots, as you may feel contributory to the show. 1-888-900-3393. 1-888-900-3393. It is pretty much as super a Tuesday as we've had and pretty much as super tuesday as we're likely to get though one never knows this could come down depending on what happens in the next few hours what has happened in the last few hours which we will find out in the next few hours depending on what happens if Rhode Island already i think Rhode Island has 3 delegates But whatever it has, if Rhode Island had its own separate Tuesday and it went last, that could end up being the superest, duperest of Tuesdays, depending on, of course, what it means at the moment. What it means at the moment, I think, has been overbilled. There are two categories that apply to what we're about to learn in about five hours. One category is the status of the race. The other one is the status of the campaign. Now, by the status, I, I probably ought to pick more uh, discernible terms. There, one is the status. One is the status of the nomination. Thank you. One is the status of the nomination. Thank you, me. One is the status of the nomination. The other one is the status of the campaign. For the nomination. The status of. The nomination, I think, has been. Blown out of proportion, that is to say. I don't know if it's all over, if Ted Cruz doesn't win today. I don't know if Donald Trump is right when he says if we win today. I've got it. It's over. Cruz is mathematically eliminated. See, I don't know if that's true. I'll tell you one of the reasons I don't know if it's true. Marco Rubio has 177 delegates, which loom El Larjo at the moment. And I don't know where they go. And I don't know if Marco Rubio gets to say where they go. And he may think he gets to say where they go, but the state committee might have a flash for him. And that is, we appreciate you'd like them to go to place X, but we're sending them to place Z. And then once the state committee does that, the RNC at the federal level may say, we've got news for you, Florida State Republican Committee. We've got plans for those delegates. They're going to Mitt Romney. You know, we there are a lot of things we don't yet know. And that's why I think the notion that this is absolutely D-Day. There is no campaign beyond today. If, if Ted Cruz loses today, it's over, it's over, it's over. I think that has been to a degree misstated though. I may to a degree have misstated it because I am not conversant with all of the statutory provisions, regulations, uh, 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 appertaining to the distribution of these delegates. I just don't know. And you know what? Nobody knows, which does make me feel a little better because it hasn't happened since 1976 and it wasn't nearly as confusing or contentious then. So as to the status Of the nomination. Is it really over, all over today? If one guy loses or wins? I don't know. I honestly don't know, but I think that has been overblown. I'm not at all sure that Cruz is out of this if he loses today. I know it's very bad. Very bad, Mr. Sieverin. Very bad. Oh, bad. Very bad. Mr. Sieverin, I can tell you. I share this with you, but don't tell anybody else that his soul. it's all is bad. It's bad. It's very bad. Very only cow. Very, very bad. I think it would be very bad. If Cruz, lo- Cruz loses, no 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 doubt, but is he out of it? I think that's been overstated a little teensy bit. As to the status of the campaign. Well, I don't think that's been overstated. I think if Ted Cruz loses tonight, then it's going to take something of a, he's going to have to become the Lester city of American politics, or all of those provisions and regulations appertaining to delegate distribution are going to have to be manipulated in a way that break out differently than we think. And, I just don't think that if that happens, they're going to manipulate them in Ted Cruz's favor. Do you? I think if the poo-bahs are going to manipulate them, they're going to manipulate them in favor of their hand-picked candidate, like Kasich, like, I don't know, who else? But I would say this. If you're for Cruz, as I am, I do have one thing I'd like to say to you today uh, and hang on to this as long as you can. Remember, here and here it is, remember, polling can be wrong. Polling can be wrong. And if you're for Cruz, it had better be wrong in Indiana or you won't be seeing a lot of polling again. Anytime soon. Because the polling, the conventional means by which we assess these things, has no good news in them for Ted Cruz. Do I still believe he can win today? You bet I do. Do I think he will win? I place a higher degree of confidence in that outcome than most people. And I mean it. I think the chance I look at Indiana, everything my experience in the Midwest and my, my professional experience in my uh, and my personal connections and experience in Indiana and the Midwest and campaigns there, everything tells me that Ted Cruz will do better than expected. Now, what do I mean by that? I, I, don't press me, please. Because better than expected could mean losing by only six points. So I don't know. But I think everything tells me, all my instincts tell me, Ted Cruz could do better today than most people think. However, all of the things I have learned professionally from all of the people I've ever known smarter than me, a lot smarter than me, in fact, it proves they're smarter than me because I didn't say smarter than I. And everything I've learned from them tells me this is one, if you're going to make a call, you, you cannot sit here, look at the data, and make a call for Ted Cruz. So I'm desperately trying to make it a toss-up. But my, my advice, my therapeutic advice, if you're for Ted, is remember polling can be wrong next the twilight zone the twilight what could i mean by the twilight zone well we have hit the twilight zone i don't know if it's the pressure although i believe it is i don't know if it's anger but have you heard the accusations about ted cruz's father and family that donald trump has made have you heard the accusations about Donald Trump that, uh, that the Cruz has made? We have do, doo 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 It is finally the Twilight Zone. <laughs> Jay Severin. Excelsior.
0: The Blaze Radio Network. show on the police radio network.
1: And this, my dear friends, is either the Alamo for Ted Cruz or it's Waterloo or it's Dunkirk, or it isn't. I think it's been a little bit overplayed, but there is no doubt that it's a huge day in the direction of the campaign and the nomination. We will know more than we've ever known about this race within the next five hours or so. I know you will have some other things to be doing, but I hope you will keep me in mind. I will be tweeting like a madman, mad, I tell you, uh, at J-A-Y underscore, little underscore thingy, okay? So at J-A-Y underscore thingy, S-E-V-E-R-I-N. I'll be there, I hope you will, in addition to doing whatever other multitasking you are doing. Okay, do 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 the Twilight Zone. And by the way, an existential political challenge for you, so as to make this a question, so you will call. Each one of these is a question. When you hear each of them, you are to infer... An attached question, which is, is the net impact of what I've just heard good or bad for each of the major candidates? And by that, I only mean we're going to limit it to Trump and Cruz. So I'm about to give you some Twilight Zone stuff that's happened in the last 12 hours, some of which you've heard, a lot of which you haven't. And the the question you should infer attached to each one is, does this help or hurt one of the candidates? And if so, which help or hurt and which candidate? Ready? do, 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 do. The Cruz impromptu street press conference yesterday with the toothless imbecile that was screaming out at him, Ted, the Princeton gentleman debate champion, Harvard Law School brainiac, was attempting to engage this mob, and it was a mob, and what happened is what has ever happened when someone serious tries to engage a mob that's more interested in being clever and nasty than they are in exchanging views. Ted! This wasn't debate club. And good God almighty, someone should have been able to steer you away from walking across that street and doing this to yourself. I mean, there's character assassination and then there's character suicide. And we just saw a case of character suicide or something very much like it last night when you trod those bricks and you took the national media in tow. And you engaged in a shite wrestling match with pigs. You know why you never do that, right? Well, last night we had a demonstration of why you do not wrestle in poo with a pig. While Ted was saying, uh, I'd like to tell, what is it you'd like about Ted Cruz? Sir, could you tell me what, uh, now here in America... Now, I'd like to say that, see, when it comes to tax policy, the, that's what Ted Cruz's end of the conversation sounded like, as you know, or as you can easily look up. This thing is viral. As we spontaneously discussed and analyzed here, it, it, uh, it, it went viral, and it's, it was a huge mistake, a huge mistake. On paper, it's a huge mistake. It turned out to be a bigger mistake on the street than even it is on paper. While Ted was reliving his time as the Princeton debate champ, here's what a number of people, but especially the knobhead across from him, was looking at him and screaming. We don't want you. Drop out. Get out of the race. What about your affairs? And each one of these was accompanied by cackles and applause and screaming from the mob. Uh, Again, and thus has it always been. Anyway, we don't want you. Uh, When Ted said, this country is better without you. That's an actual quote. Where's your Goldman Sachs jacket? And the question we should all be asking ourselves said Ted is whether you're Canadian. This country would be so much better off without you. Well, what, what do you like about Ted? Everything, Trump, Trump, Trump. No, give me one thing, please. I like the wall. Did you know that the New York times has a recording of Donald Trump admitting he's not going to build the wall? lying Ted lying Ted this this was the good part for Ted Cruz and every one of these is a quote and every one every moment of this is still playing in what we call high rotation it's in virtually every segment of every news show edited uh it didn't have to be edited much because the only thing that's important is that there's Ted being meek and gentlemanly and then here is this Cretan across from him shouting him down with insults and Ted is standing there taking it now I have no doubt that there are some people of refinement and grace uh, who admire Ted for having made the attempt then again. Donald Trump is leading the Republican race, which tells you that people of refinement and grace are in somewhat short supply right about now. It was bad. It looked bad. It sounded bad. It was worse. And it was worse than bad because he had no one to tell him, don't do this. No, no, don't. Don't do this. See this? No, don't. Red red circle. Half line. No, don't. Prohibited. Don't go there. He had no one to tell him this. And it also happened on the eve of the most important vote for him in his political life. That's why it was what we call very bad, Mr. Sieverin. Very bad. Okay. Do, 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 do. Twilight Zone. Followed by Hispanic kids... 8 years old, 9 years old, 10 years old, attacking the Trump caravan of cars, leaving an event, throwing stones, rocks, big ones, hitting the cars with rocks and branches and swearing. Again, the kids are 8, 9, 10, 12 years old. And the audio I heard of it had to be almost entirely bleeped because all they were doing was screaming the F word and if the people broadcasting it realized how many people in this country, unfortunately, uh, understand another language, in this case, Spanish, they would have bleeped out other words that were being used by these nine-year-olds. Vile, vile swear language. Uh, you know, I, I, I hope their parents, if known, are very, uh, very proud of them. do 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 Trump. If we win tonight, this was this morning. If we win tonight, it's over. And we go to work on Hillary. Do, 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 do. Donald Trump claims that Ted Cruz's father, based on a story in the National Enquirer. Now, you might think that I offer that citation by way of discrediting the story. The problem is. As you know, if you've been following the Civic Circus Moximus, you know the problem is that the National Enquirer went from a rag when we were kids that said things on the front page like, confused stoned mother puts TV dinner to bed, cooks child in microwave. Okay? It, now, that's on the second page of the National Enquirer. First page is presidential effluvium uh, found on dress of presidential intern. And the problem is now that virtually every story, perhaps literally every scandalous political story involving, well, let me see, sex, every one of them has been right. Starting with Monica Lewinsky in 1998, They've been right. And I'll leave that aside, but I felt it unfair not to mention it was, make your own judgment, but it was the National Enquirer. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Donald Trump says, a story in the National Enquirer, accompanied by photos and video, show that Ted Cruz's father was palling around with Fidel Castro in Cuba and and was hanging out with Lee Harvey Oswald just before Lee Harvey Oswald assassinated JFK and then was himself murdered. Now, does anyone want to know what's up with that? Why haven't we heard about that? You think the National Enquirer sent out a reportive team, an investigative reporting team, and just came back with this story today? Or do you think maybe they have had this story for years and been sitting on it when they could sell it to the highest bidder? Do you think maybe that's possible? Do you think maybe they're sitting on 15 or 20 or 50 other stories like this about Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders, Bert, you know, you don't think you're gonna see Bernie Sanders dressed up like a, a Girl Scout, doing the hula in front of naked men? You don't think they have that story? I mean, okay, so it's the National Enquirer, but the problem is, it's the National Enquirer.
0: j Severin. On the
1: Place Radio Network, J. Seven on the Place Radio Network. My partners, here we are. Polls close in the seminal primary election of Indiana, which is over in a couple hours. Two, three hours from now, it's done. It's done. And what are people seeing on the morning they get up to go vote and the night before they put their head on the pillow to go vote in the morning? Trump claims that Ted Cruz's father was a buddy of Castro was a buddy of Lee Harvey Oswald claims that he had something to do with the assassination somehow of JFK. And what does Ted Cruz do? Ted Cruz holds a press conference. He's got his wife on one side of him and Carly Fiorina on the other saying, Hey, look, you know, my father didn't, wasn't a buddy of Castro's. Didn't have anything to do with the JFK assassination. Do, 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 I'm looking at this and saying, no, wait a second. I thought the Trump accusations could not be happening. But now I'm seeing Ted Cruz defend them. I'm seeing Ted Cruz defend them. No, that's not my father there with Lee Harvey Oswald in the in the Texas school book depository building. And and no, that's that's not that photo is not my father, Rafael Cruz, knocking off Jimmy Hoffa, burying him in the end zone of the giant stadium stadium at the Meadowlands in New Jersey. Well, at least we have that one solved. And if you see this clip and you will. Oh, you will. When you see this clip of Ted Cruz denying that his father killed JFK. Essentially, because that's what people are. It's not this is not you and me here. We're talking about the larger, larger, great unwashed, really large, larger, great unwashed audience. And what this becomes is Cruz denies dad role in JFK assassination. That's what it's saying already. You see it on the... Look it up online. Do-do-do-do. And so he's having a press conference saying, no, no, my dad really didn't kill JFK. Honest. Do-do-do-do. And he has Carly on one side of him and his wife on the other. And you want to see these poor women's faces. They are frozen into grim. And the only spelling that really works here is the medieval spelling of gr- like grim grimy like g r i m m y e or something you know middle english they are her faces are frozen into grim death masks you should see what his wife like when he made a joke ted made a joke like Yeah, well, while I'm here, you know, also, my father also didn't, uh, you know, try to assassinate De Gaulle or whatever else. And these were supposed to be, he tried to throw in some equally grim jokes, and his wife's face was frozen in a death mask. Carly's face was frozen in a death mask. They both were whiter than sheets. They both looked like they had come from just receiving... Uh, morbid news of some kind. This is what people are looking at. Doo, 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 as they go to vote today. Do,
0: do, do. Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Here, I was just finishing a tweet. To someone who uh, is among those complaining that I say anything critical about Ted or his campaign in the pursuit of the truth, uh, as I see it as someone who's actually spent 25 years running campaigns across America and around the world, and uh, because I would actually mention that there's some things the campaign is doing wrong— so that they could actually maybe do them right and have a better chance. You're 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 right. Uh, let me try this better. Let me see let me try this. Let me see if you like this better. Ted is perfect. Ted has a perfect campaign. The campaign has been run perfectly. Ted has Trump just where he wants him. Ted is going to wipe the floor With Trump today in California, in all nine remaining primaries, Ted is going to win 1237 by what? What time is it? Before I eat dinner, Ted's going to win 1237. You know why? Because he's a perfect candidate. And because he has a perfect campaign. And they're doing everything perfectly. It was the most perfect campaign I have, as a veteran of 100 major campaigns around the world, this is the most perfect campaign I have ever seen. If he could just go have a street fight with a toothless moron every day, the day before a primary, where he looks ignorant and it wins 100,000 votes for Donald Trump. If we could just plan that, then maybe the campaign would be, you know, like, Ultra, super, perfect, perfect. But for now, the cruise campaign is absolutely perfect. Ted, don't change a thing. Do, you, Did you like that better? Excelsior. Caleb has just sent me a message saying Carly and Heidi have been working their uh, asses off in the campaign. I, I don't know whether that's true, but I assume it's absolutely true. I'm just wondering, Caleb, and that has to do how with something we've been discussing. Surely you're not suggesting it has anything to do with the fact that they were grim frozen masks of death. When Ted Cruz was up on stage spending what otherwise would be time touting his record and his own excellence and his own values and his own ideas. Instead, he's up there having to say, my father didn't assassinate JFK. Neither Heidi nor Carly found it funny. It's on video. You can watch it on video. Or maybe you think that was a good time. Maybe that's a good message to have while people are voting in Indiana. Like, like all of the tweets I got yesterday saying, no, it's a good thing that Ted went out and, and had an argument with that bonehead out on the street who kept screaming, go away, quit. <clears throat> How many affairs have you had? Uh, uh, get out of the race. Uh, quit now. Uh, Where's your Goldman Sachs jacket? You're Canadian. And the fact that that's been running just like that, wall to wall in all American media. It's also been running on the BBC, by the way. Not that they vote there, not yet, but just just for laughs, it's also been running all over the world on the BBC because it's the worst confrontation. It's the dumbest, jackassed, Worst decision of a campaign ever to confront a mob that I have ever seen in my life watching politics. But see, that's easy to say that now because everyone knows that now. We knew it yesterday, 10 minutes after it happened and said so. But I just want to make sure I get this right. No, I I think the, the campaign is perfect. Cruz campaign, perfect. Don't change Ted. <clears throat> Whatever you do, don't change a thing. Don't change a thing. Ted's campaign is is doing him such a service. I mean, I, I the the Cruz campaign has so skillfully maneuvered Ted into a position such that he's about to be kicked out of the race for president of the United States. Uh, I hope not, but in fact, no, that can't be. That can't be because he's running a perfect campaign. I, I forgot because I'm for him. I have to say to you, he's perfect. No, there's no flaws, no flaws here. This is a perfect campaign. I'm stunned at how perfect this campaign is. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, Ted Cruz, I guess I can't say this anymore, but it was in my notes. So at one time, I don't know what was wrong with me, but at one time today, I, I thought it was important to say this. Ted Cruz today stood up and used the word narcissist. I would make a special note because I know there's at least one person in the audience who recalls the scene in the cane uh, mutiny when uh, they call one of the officers of the cane and ask him to define certain psychiatric terms. Today, Ted Cruz on a stage, it was either last night or this morning, but the important thing was that it was while Indianans were voting and Ted Cruz at least 3 times accused Trump of being a narcissist would here's our number and and you know you have to sleep with yourself so if you want to look it up and then call me fine but without looking it up how many of us could call 1-888-900-3393? How many of us could step on a witness stand right now and, and, and tell a jury we know what narcissism means? More precisely, how effective do you think it is for Ted Cruz to be on a stage not talking about his tax policy, not talking about his immigration policy, Not talking about how he's going to make America stronger. Not talking about all of the things that makes him vastly superior to Donald Trump. But instead, he's up on a stage saying, Donald Trump is a narcissist. He's a narcissist who can't tell the truth. He's a narcissist. Do you know what percentage of people who are open to be persuaded in this vote know what narcissism is? Do you know what percentage of people who are maybe voting for Trump but could be swayed to vote for Cruz? Oh, they especially know what narcissist <laughs> means. Oh, there, there you go. That's the target right there. I know I'm not supposed to say these things because I'm for somebody and therefore... In as much as I'm for them, I'm never supposed to report to my audience what's actually happening in the campaign. I'm supposed to say to you, everything is beautiful. Everything is beautiful in its own way, like the crappy cruise campaign. And the way he's going to get kicked out today, everything is beautiful. This is narcissist, narcissist, narcissist. This is a capsule model of perhaps that which has been most flawed with the cruise campaign. But I held back. You want to know what I'm guilty of? Of just what you think I have failed to do for you. I have known from day one, and I will know this, if Ted Cruz serves two terms as president and he's chiseled up on Mount Rushmore, it will still be true that he has not been a good candidate. He is a great man. He is a bad candidate. And one of the problems is, narcissist. Is that what I want from my client if I'm a consultant? By what you do is let's go up today. It's election day. Let's go attack Trump for being – let's use a word that 99.9% of the people voting have never heard in their lives and couldn't possibly define. That's really going to turn them on for you. I'll tell you, it's the best thing you could do. This is a capsule model of what has been most flawed with the Cruz campaign since the beginning. Ted Cruz. As a candidate, I mean, his, his effort to finally come clean. That's what he said today. I'm going to come clean, and I'm going to speak my mind. You know what? I'm going to say things those of you who have been with me on the campaign trail haven't heard yet. This is a quote. This is what Ted said today. This was his buildup. I'm going to come clean. I'm going to tell you something I haven't said before. I'm going to tell it like it is. And here it is. My opponent, Donald Trump, is a narcissist, yes, He's a narcissist. And in case you didn't hear me before, he's a narcissist. End quote. Man, is that a compelling, effective political speech? It's perfect. Jay
0: Severin. On the Blaze Radio Network. Jay Severin Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Uh, My partner's changing writes me that uh, uh, wrote to correct me that uh, Cruz called Trump a pathological liar, not a narcissist. Uh, He called him a narcissist at least three times. And on that, I will give you. 1,000 to 1 odds on any amount you want. He also called him a pathological liar at least once. When I, when I tell you that someone said something, it means I saw it or I heard it. If I, say, if I say to you, according to reports, this is true in my tweets and it's true in my rhetoric, those of you, you know, been with me a while know this. But just as a primer here, if I say, if I if I proffer a disclaimer, if I say, according to reports, according to a national report, according to sources, according to someone with whom I spoke, according to Fox News, according to whatever, according to a tweet I'm reading you that someone just sent me. If I tweet out or I say to you that Ted Cruz or Donald Trump said X, if I, if I, if I deliver that sentence to you, X said Y with no disclaimers, that's a, that's a claim of truth. That's, that means I know it occurred when I say to you, Trump said this, And I don't say, according to, you know, Fox. If I say to you, Trump said this, that means I saw Trump say it. I heard him say it. I heard Ted Cruz today call Donald Trump a narcissist three times. By the way, I'm unlike several of you who are tweeting with me. I'm not a psychiatrist, but as I understand the term, see, there's a proffer of disclaimer. As I understand the term, it applies to Donald Trump. And as a non-medical opinion, I would agree. See, I, I would never say Trump is a narcissist because I'm not a medical doctor but as i understand the term to be defined by medical doctors i believe it likely that it would apply to donald trump i'm not suggesting that ted cruz is lying <laughs> i'm what i'm suggesting is that ted cruz is going half out of his mind what i'm suggesting to you is that ted cruz may be cracking under the pressure because he is way too refined and smart a man to be making mistakes this stupid in the what could be the last few hours of his campaign and that could be making them the last few hours of his campaign. Everybody does something, right? You, whatever you do for a living, I have no idea how to do what you do. I have no idea how to do what you do. Who do you think knows more about running a political campaign? Ted Cruz or me? I know you may not like the way that sounds, but the answer is me. It would take Ted Cruz 10 years of full-time study and experience doing it in order to learn the 30 years in which I've actually done something. Even though, and I say 10 years because I reckon Ted Cruz is about three times smarter than me, which probably is a misestimation. He's probably about a thousand times smarter than I. But he doesn't run campaigns for a living. He clearly doesn't, isn't a media consultant, is he? Do you think the media that is carrying 99%, 99 to 100% of what people are seeing and hearing of Ted Cruz in the final 24 hours in Indiana, right? Think about this. Everything that people are seeing and hearing about Ted Cruz in the last 24 hours in this most crucial election is coming across the TV screens and in the newspapers and on the web. It's media. And he's making every rookie mistake you can make. Now, that's a fact. That's a fact from someone who has spent his life running campaigns. And in retrospect, someday, you will see Ted Cruz admit that. Because right now, it doesn't look like he has professionals advising him. That doesn't make him less brilliant than he is, and he is brilliant. I'm not. He is. But there's a trade. You know, if you handed Ted Cruz a side of beef and said, I'm having a cookout, give me two dozen fillets. And you handed him a meat cleaver. Would he know what to do? I kind of doubt it. I think that would probably require a butcher. If Ted Cruz, as smart as he is, could he have gone to Harvard Medical School instead? You betcha. But he didn't, did he? And if your child is sick and requires surgery, as smart as Ted Cruz is, would you pick A 25 year old doctor you've never heard of? Okay, from Harvard Medical School. Would you pick that 25 year old? Or would you pick Ted Cruz because he's so smart? He's not a medical doctor. All I'm trying to do here is point out that there are certain things you do, and I don't need to, I'm not going to, I'm going to drop this unless I'm further provoked. But. That, that boneheaded move going to confront that mob last night is the single dumbest thing that any campaign has done in this campaign so far. And it could cost Cruz the vote in Indiana and the election. So as long as you think it's so smart, you guys with the tweets, well, that's okay.
0: 7 on the Blaze Radio Network. This is Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network?
1: Welcome back, my best and brightest. We have a formerly uh, tweet uh, partner here, a former tweet partner who I just want to clear this up as I close out his account. Uh, who interprets what I said as I would be a better candidate than Ted Cruz. <laughs> The only thing funnier than his stupidity is the notion that anyone would ever think that. No, of course, that's not what I'm saying and not what I said and not even remotely what I implied. Uh, What I said was running a campaign is a business. And there are certain things you do. And Ted, in terms of the getting delegates, for instance, he has been superb. I mean, people will go to school for 50 years on the ground game that Ted Cruz is running. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. However, on his ability to connect one-on-one, 10 seconds. 10 seconds of Donald Trump, who is a vulgarian and a quasi-literate lout. 10 seconds of him somehow people, by the way, more of them, and then, you know, majority votes, elections, more of them respond to Trump, a 10 second speech by Trump, or a 10 minute speech by Trump, than they do to an equal amount of time by Ted Cruz. Because Ted is the product of who Ted is. And for, 300 years in this country we would have been sufficiently discerning to choose the statesman, the genius, the mind, the patriot that Ted Cruz is. This has been since I started in radio one of the things I wanted to share given the fact that I've run campaigns all over the world in for my livelihood is that you're always trying to get a candidate who has the few things to put together. It's like an athlete, you know, some quarterbacks understand the game really well, but they can't throw the ball. Some, some throw the snot out of the ball, but they also lead the league in interceptions because they don't see the field. All I'm saying is, A genius quarterback needs, generally, a good coach. And good candidates, great candidates, can only be great candidates if they are good at campaigning. Now, I have no doubt that Ted Cruz will make a Mount Rushmorean president of the United States. My frustration is, as a an offensive coordinator if you will i seem i seem to have coordinated people who find me offensive so i i think i qualify for the job but you know as an offensive coordinator my frustration with ted is just watching him put up the ball sometimes at the wrong time but when he when he does it right he does it brilliantly and that's most of the time but he's not a natural He's not a natural candidate. He'll be a natural president. Ted Cruz could have been one of the founding fathers. Donald Trump? If Donald Trump had not been born rich? Tonight, if, if I decided that it was a, I wanted to reward the family, tonight Donald Trump would be delivering our pizza. Except he just happened to have been given $200 million by his father in my view in my humble view but from now on I have to learn I have too much respect for the English language not to become offended if someone suggests I'm misusing it or using it to a purpose other than my intention and so now I'm going to lower my blood pressure and simply take people like um, uh, Chad Harshman and and dump them Uh, Chad's Sad inability to grasp English is on a level with Donald Trump's. And therefore, he no longer qualifies for the privilege of corresponding with us. Uh, For the sake of, you know, the time, what time we have together. I can't waste it on someone who, uh, you know, cannot understand English. This is, by the way, a proud unicultural show delivered in American only. We speak only American on this show. We speak American. Yeah, American. American is English. We speak only American. If you don't speak American, you should seek out those shows that accommodate other than the language American we speak American English okay one triple eight nine hundred three three nine three Lana ever gracious from Colorado are you still with us dear
2: yes I thought for a minute I wasn't I am going to be <laughs> sufficiently narcissistic as to claim to be a person of grace and refinement who finds the way that uh, Trump's people behave toward Cruz is disgusting and reflecting badly on Trump? However, oh, it's gangster. nobody it's under thirty-five
1: <laughs> will agree with me. What well, did you say? Tell me again. What, what was the second part? People under thirty-five. Uh, no, but
2: I, I also know that nobody under thirty-five will agree with me.
1: Oh, I, I'm with you. I mean, I think. <laughs> I think the level of discourse in which Donald Trump engages, Mm
0: -hmm. it
1: doesn't even, I I think it falls on deaf ears of so many people, a frightening number of people under the age of, I'll I'll go with your number with 35, but he's, no matter what he says, he's rude. If anyone spoke the way he spoke in a room full of people, you know, whether it was at a dinner table or... uh, I, you know, you found yourself standing next to him somewhere. Almost everything he says is rude mm-hmm. and loudish. But as you say, unless one happens to be of a generation and breeding that would enable you to discern that, he sound. I guess he sounds normal to a lot of people.
2: Yeah. Uh, one thing. My reason for my call, and I do not expect the answer today. Um, Okay. last week, by the way, before you go
1: on thinking of you, I'll say one other thing about the last point. He sounds if Donald Trump became 100 times more refined overnight, Lana, tomorrow, Hmm. he might sound like a character from Guys and Dolls. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> i even know what that musical is <laughs> all right um uh shortly after new york you indicated a number that a number of delegates trump needed to get to the 1237 and i don't remember the figure so i certainly don't expect you to no, however no, i do com-
1: I, I do as of monday of this week uh, which is i guess yesterday yeah before um, all this yeah it, was, it might have been Friday then, but it was within the last couple of days, he needed mm-hmm. 287. And that how now has gone left? down.
2: How many are left? Uh, if everyone voted the way Good they question. said they would vote, how many are That's left? That's what
1: I'm trying to figure out. That's why I said oh. today, I'm not prepared to say that Ted, even if Ted loses today in Indiana, I'm not prepared to say he's out of it mathematically. Here's why. Lana, here's here's what I think I know. And I, and I again... Emphasis on think, I know, because I've been trying to watch this all day, and every time I watch a different media source or read one, I get a different number. But it looks that Trump's delegate number of hard, committed, first ballot delegates, which Trump is holding, is mm-hmm. nine ninety six. Mm. Which is how many only... are left?
2: Just based on uh, hold on, how many hold, on states... hold on, hold on. Okay, hold on,
1: okay. hold on. Okay. Okay. so he's holding. Let's let's for argument's sake. He's holding a thousand okay he needs 237 more all right so let's let's add back in the four he needs 241 okay how many are left that's the key I heard two sources today say that in the nine remaining asterisk in the nine remaining primaries, that is to say, mm-hmm. after tonight, Oh, there are 450 delegates.
2: Oh, so he remaining. could do it.
1: He could do it. Now, hold on. That means after tonight. So that's a big deal because tonight's 57. So rounded off to 60. That's, you know, could be a, a huge deal. Now, 450 left is also a huge deal, but... The majority of those will be in California. The other thing to remember, and I'm trying to piece this all together, and you know this is not my strong point. We're into mm-hmm. arithmetic here. You know a lot of them will be in California, Lana. Another thing to remember is that Rubio has one hundred seventy one of them.
2: Okay, no. I was just talking about how many weren't claimed of just
1: open. All paper. right, I, the 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 best number I can give you, and I and I'm sure I'll get a lot of correction on this. According to the two sources today, that, uh, mm-hmm. that well, I tried to check many, but the, the 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 numbers I came up with that agreed, that was that that, that forgetting tonight, which is mm-hmm. fifty seven. Mm-hmm. That in addition to the fifty seven, about which we'll know in a few hours there remain 450 unclaimed and winnable by the remaining primaries. And right now Trump has 996, and Ted has, I think, 565.
2: So Trump could do it just based on if nobody switched, if everybody stayed with where they said they would vote. Uh, Rubio's people stayed with Rubio, etc. Just based on how many are unclaimed. If he yes. did a sweep, he could reach his twelve thirty seven that's what I
1: was At thinking. one Lana at one ten pm Eastern time today uh-huh. Uh a, an anchor at Fox did a presentation a formal presentation with the map and the delegates and tonight and California and everything else. And the fox and again, they said, we don't know. you know these were they we're making projections here about campaigns uh-huh. that haven't been done yet. Uh, primaries that have yet to be conducted but they did this presentation i watched it and mm-hmm. what they showed was that trump could could lana easily go over 12 40 50 60 with a lot of breathing room prior to the convention but again that's predicated on projections of him doing you know what they regard as uh accurately well as as a guest tonight and that's
2: what and, i was asking for in the best situation i i just didn't know if there were enough left
1: oh yeah he can definitely without- do it in fact okay. he would maybe the best answer lana is he would and i have to run i'm sorry he would have to trump would have to substantially underperform from this point out in order not to get to 1237
0: This is Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. Show on the Blaze Radio Network. I just wanted to
1: know uh, is it possible that they could, they, the RNC, could change the 1237 required, which represents 50%, 5 0, 50%, a majority of the delegates? Could they, could the bosses change that to 60%? Yup. That's an affirm on your last. They could change it to 70%. The RNC could hold a press conference. Or not, hold a press conference. They could change the rules in the middle of the night, the night before the convention kicks off, and uh, later, if asked about it, say, yeah, we've this, this majority thing, I know we've done it that way for 200 years, which is fine, but we've gotten a little bored with that. So we've decided to, like, kick this one around a little. Let's have a little fun. Let's go with three-quarters of the majority. Now, that remains one of the questions we might start debating tomorrow when we see about tonight. Let's save that question for now, because we have several such questions we must start considering. But tonight's is, imagine, and and Dave, maybe you'd be kind enough to roll on this, so I have it for tomorrow. Guru Jay say, remember what will change tonight. Depending on who wins and by how much, there will still be a campaign. The campaign will not be over. All of this horse hockey that you hear about, it's over for Cruz if he doesn't win tonight. Or Trump wins, it's over if Trump wins tonight. That is horse hockey. It's not, neither of them are true. Somewhere in between is true. No matter what happens tonight, the difference, though, is depending on what happens tonight, when next we speak, God's willing, tomorrow, there will be reporting. The national media, the mainstream media, will be monolithic in having adopted a certain line of thinking. And that line of thinking will, if Trump wins, it will be Trump on the way to nomination. Trump, inevitable candidate. Cruz contemplates quitting. You know, what can Cruz do? Or Cruz turns it around. That's what we're waiting for.
0: This This is Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network.